Hello, hello, hello. It is your girl, Rachel Real, coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support and validation to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship, guys. It's been a minute since I've been here um, on my podcast um, here on Spotify or Anchor, and I wanted to drop by to give you guys another vitamin. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you've had just an amazing week this week. And, you know, I'm making sure I'm doing my due diligence with bringing you content um, to help you, you know, to understand that you ain't crazy. And hopefully you've had an opportunity to listen to many of the episodes I have out there. I think it might be like 115 of them. Um, Just again helping you to navigate um, through a, I'm sure, a traumatizing experience. Anybody who has had to deal, who had had to deal with a narc, you know, it's a very traumatizing experience. So your girl Rachel Real is doing her due diligence by making sure I come to you and bring you any kind of support that I can get, you know, that I can give to you and hopefully you find value in it amongst um, all of the inclusive to all of the other content creators out there you know it takes a village and as long as you're willing to put the work in I promise you there is a light at the end of the tunnel but you got to be willing to put the work in just to put the disclaimer out there I'm not a psychiatrist a therapist counselor psychologist anything of the like I don't know if I said psychologist or psychiatrist but none of those things am I Um, however I am a certified life coach helping people to navigate um through relationships, reaching your lifestyle um, goals and relationship goals. Um, I'm doing my drive and talk. You know, usually I'm walking and talking, but today I'm going to drive and talk. I haven't been able to, with the wind and things like that, the weather's just a little tricky. It's not consistent this time of year. And I don't want to like hold back with giving you guys content that you probably need to hear. So I am going to talk about today forgiveness. What does that look like? I speak on another platform um, called Bringing on Candid Convos. Um, and one of the topics, and I also do a talk on, excuse me, a talk, a talk on an app called Wisdom. So I'm out here, guys, just amongst the others doing um, what we do. And that's bringing you content that... I hope will definitely help you change your life and just do better. You know, um, I've said it before. Any questions you have, please feel free to drop your comments. Um, go to my YouTube channel called You Ain't Crazy. A narcissist has two faces. Drop your comments there because there's nothing you're going through that someone else has not gone through. I promise you. I promise you. And I know this is a long intro, so let's get into the topic. But remember that nothing you're going through is something that somebody else has not gone through before. So if I made it through and other people have made it through, you can do it. You can do the same. I promise you. It's just a matter of just switching things up in your life, putting in the work, you know, and a lot is going to fall on you. And, you know, when you take the focus off of the person who's causing you pain and grief and put it into yourself, that's when your healing will start. So let's talk about forgiveness today. Speaking of healing, you know, what is forgiveness? You know, what does that look like? 
And I think very often, if you just a, another FYI, if you hear horns blowing and stuff like that, I'm driving and talking. Um, that's how I'm recording this podcast. So hopefully the sound is great because this is unedited and I just want to, you know, bring this information to you. So back to the topic. Forgiveness, what does that mean? You know, letting go, letting go of resentment towards someone else. Um, It can look like several different things to people, but what it should not mean is accepting abuse. Forgiveness does not mean accepting abuse. And very often, and I am a living witness of this because it happened to me, um, when you're raised in the church and nothing against the church because I love the Lord, I serve the Lord, and I don't know any other way but to, you know, live my life according to um, the biblical practices I've been taught. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. However, I really work hard at trying to just stay in alignment with um, treating others how I would like to be treated, you know? So, um, unfortunately, sometimes with forgiveness, people think they equate it to just letting people do whatever they want to you because you're always going to be forgiven and when you're dealing with a narcissist who's a very manipulative person they are master manipulators they prey on people who are like that they really do so people will only do to you what you allow them to i know it sounds cliche but it's true unless somebody has some kind of weapon you know gun or something like that upside your head you you get what i'm saying um those are extenuating circumstances but when it's a situation where you have a choice and you choose to just be so forgiving so understanding that people can treat you like crap and it's okay because you're a christian or it's okay because you have a forgiving spirit so i can just walk all over you i can cheat on you i can you know um withhold you from seeing your children withhold your children from you where you can't see them make your life miserable like people don't have that kind of permission they should not have that kind of permission to treat you like crap because you are a forgiving person learn to forgive people who are forgivable if that's a word learn to do that instead of just being so understanding with any and everybody because people will treat you like crap then they're done that where you do have to learn how to set boundaries in your life you know and that's a part of your healing setting those boundaries standing 10 toes down to make sure people don't cross them because they're going to try you a narcissist will try you and they'll flee when they know they can't take advantage of you anymore trust and believe they're going to flee they're going to flee. They only stick around if they sense that there's that ease, there's that wiggle room that they can still get in and manipulate because at the end of the day, it's a spirit in my belief. It is a spirit, a demonic spirit. You know, we're all driven by different energies and all of that kind of stuff. A narcissist comes with evil, manipulative energy, period. So when goes back to the forgiving, you know, call a thing a thing. When that crap doesn't feel right, you know, and somebody keeps coming at you and treating you terribly, you know, your head is spinning because they treat you so terribly. And it's like, do you really believe that God would allow you to go through that? And, you know, don't, don't buy that mess where, um, we understand that anything that's worth having or anything worth having, you got to fight for it, but you don't have to fight for a toxic relationship. Let's be clear on that. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I fight for someone to continue to abuse me 
Why would I fight for someone to emotionally abuse me, physically abuse me, and keep showing up for you to cheat on me, for you to stab me in my back, for you to be unreasonable, for you to be dismissive, for you to be manipulative, you know, for you to just never be supportive, never be kind unless it benefits you. Why would I sign up for that and keep forgiving a person when they're doing these things, betraying you, you know, traumatizing you, mocking you, talking behind your back, like all of these toxic things lying on you and you still say, oh, because you can forgive. Forgiving does not mean just because you let go of resentment, it does not mean that I'm going to allow you to mistreat me. So you can forgive because forgiveness, as you always hear, it is about you. It is about the person who's forgiving. It's your healing. That's why they say in order to heal completely or, or you know, it's you got to forgive or it's best to forgive the other person, which, again, not saying you have to do anything, but it is in your best interest sometimes to let go. Because when you hold on to the resentment, you're really not hurting the other person. You're hurting yourself because it stunts your growth with where you are in the healing process. So back to forgiveness and what does that look like and what does that mean? Or what, it, what, what forgiveness does not mean, I should say. That's even a better topic. What forgiveness does not mean. And it does not mean to allow someone to abuse you. To allow someone to keep mistreating you. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is, again, in my mind, in my opinion, and what I did, I took control back. I took back the control. That's how I forgave. I took back the control. I held myself accountable. I did some deep diving, soul searching within myself. Everything became about me. I became selfish for Rachel. That's how I, and I began to let go of the resentment because there was no need to hold on to it because I didn't want to give my power up. To me, not forgiving, I was given the, the offender, the narc in my case, the power to control my mind, to control how I feel, you ain't, that ain't happening. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to give someone the power? The, why would I want to give the person who's been hurting me and traumatizing me, give them the power to continue to do the same thing to me, even when they're out of the picture? So that's why when you forgive and you release the re resentment and you go on about your business and heal, you, you, it's a, excuse me, I promise you, it is a better situation. When you hold on to resentment, it's like baggage. So don't buy into that stuff where forgiveness means allowing the person to come back in. Allowing, oh, they said they were sorry. So now being that you said you were sorry, I'm going to allow you back in knowing full well what you did. And I can tell you with a narc, if you do that, it's going to get worse. It's just going to get, I promise you, if they're really an arc, it's going to get worse because back to it being a demonic force, they got to an answer to that demon because they didn't finish you off. So the job is, is to finish you off. How do they get you back to finish you off? Be nice to you again. And you might misconstrue or get confused with their kindness, thinking that it's genuine when all along it's with intentions to break you down even more but they got to make you vulnerable they got to make you weak because each time they hurt you and you come back 
you're going to get weaker and weaker and weaker and they're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger because you came back even after they abused you or did whatever they did to you and you came back again so that's like you're coming back for more and that's how they look at it you want more of this so back to forgiveness is not um showing up to be abused and that's what narcs think that they can do they think that they can abuse you because you're so kind-hearted you're christian or you're a loving person you can be all of those things and still have boundaries you can be loving caring understanding all of that but the boundaries should be once you cross them meaning you disrespect me you're dismissive you're uh you betrayed me you cheated on me you lied on me you lied to me you hurt me, you put your hands on me, you wouldn't let me see my children, you manipulated, you're doing everything in your power to try to make me look like a bad parent, or you stole from me, um, like uh, you, uh, you gaslit me. Um, all of the toxic things in some that they'll do, it doesn't mean that you accept it. That's not what forgiveness is. It doesn't mean that you know, that because they'll try to make you think that just because, you know, even because they think that when you accept the apology, that gives them the green light to continue to abuse you, whether it's physically, emotionally or what have you. Hopefully you're not staying in a relationship where that's happening, you know, and people say I look at both. They're they're equally bad. You know, people will say, and I used to say that too, definitely if they put their hands on you, you should go. No, definitely if they're doing either or. Whether they're putting their hands on you, whether they're emotionally abusing you, because at the end of the day, both will take you up out of here, period. Both will cause you to be unalive, whether it's unalive mentally or whether it's unalive physically where you're just gone, period. You've transitioned onto the other side to meet your maker. Whatever the case may be, who wants to stay around and allow somebody to chip away at their self-esteem, at their integrity, at their confidence, like to the point where you don't even know who you are anymore. And if you have children, you really want to allow that to happen to you where you're so broke down that you can't even be there for them just because of the person that you don't like to be or don't like that you're giving them that power to take you there or to break you down to that level like that. And it happens, it usually happens in such a subtle way if you don't catch it. So you gotta be very cognizant of what's going on around you, of what's going on in your relationship. Stand 10 toes down and know that you deserve better. And when you take the attention off of the narcissist and put it onto yourself, you will then understand that it's not even worth giving them your time. You don't have the time to really give to them when you're putting it into yourself. And sure enough, if you have children, you ain't got time to worry about them. When I'm focusing on me and when I left that situation, I was focusing on me. And even while I was in this situation, I began to turn the attention onto me. And when I did that, the more I did it, the, the more I began to see how much that person did not fit into my life, my goals, my future. I didn't, I didn't see that in my future. I didn't see manipulation. I didn't see walking on eggshells daily. I didn't see the volatility of it all or the emotional roller coaster. One, that, one moment you're happy, the next moment you're sad with no apparent reason, like you're, you're mad or angry, you know, and in my case, he's a narcissistic alcoholic. So you got to deal with the highs and the lows of that. 
I didn't see that in my future. I didn't see the silent treatment just for whatever reason that you feel like you want to be mad. Again, no apparent reason. It could be something that made them mad two years ago, five years ago, two weeks ago, two days ago, like something that either you didn't know about it or you already addressed it and they agreed to whatever you addressed. It was a mutual situation, understanding, mutual understanding. And then it comes back up like all of a sudden now you're bothered by something that you said you were okay with. Like the delusion of it all, period. I didn't see that in my future. So when you don't see something in your future, hopefully you have goals for yourself. When you don't see that, what are you going to do about it? You know? So forgiveness does not mean accepting what you don't vision and vision in your future. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is letting go of the resentment. Like I'm not going to... um, I'm not going to hold on to a situation and be angry with you and give give the other person that kind of energy. No, you can set them boundaries and back up where you don't even have to talk to them or see them. And anybody who's dealing with a narcissist, they tell you to go no contact or either great rock, have minimal conversation with them if you have to talk to them like a child or business or something like that. And you better do that with some level of intellect and emotional intelligence. So take the time to make sure you're on point with that. You've increased your, um, you've raised your discernment and you understand how to engage with toxic people better now that you've had that experience because trust and believe they're not changing. They're not going to change. So if you want change, it has to be within you because they're not going to change. And change does not mean letting them do whatever they want to do to you. That's not what it is. Again, that's not forgiveness either. So you have to take the time to unlearn what you've already learned over the years. And if you're 20, 25, 35, 45, 50, look at all of those years that you have to now unlearn what you've learned because you didn't get to where you are overnight. It took time. So in order to start somewhere, you got to stop accepting the abuse. And what does that look like when you stop accepting the abuse? It means that you set boundaries. You draw a line in the sand. And you make sure that person does not overstep that line. And it ain't for, it's not up for conversation. We're not having a conversation about whether or not you're going to keep doing something to me. I control that. I control whether you do or don't. Too many people have long conversations asking somebody, why did they do this? Or why did you hurt me? Or why? When you're talking to a full grown adult and they got common sense, just like you do. What do you mean? Why? So if you got something going on mentally wise that makes you think that this is okay, that's a problem. And then if you're doing it intentional, that's a problem. So either way, it's a problem. There's no right or wrong with the situation. There's nothing that's going to excuse you to mistreat someone else because ignorance surely doesn't excuse you. If you're doing it on purpose, you're damn sure enough not going to be excused because at the end of the day, the act is still happening. Whether you know it, whether you can help it or whether you can't, nobody should just sit around and feel like it's okay to be abused because somebody else can't help themselves. Well, you take yourself by yourself until you can help yourself. Because other than that, you might be a person who just can't be in a relationship. If you don't know how to treat people with love, kindness and respect, you don't need to be around somebody else. And damn sure enough, if you got children, you need to be protecting them, period. So it's just never okay for someone to just mistreat you and all of that. That's not what forgiveness is. That's what forgiveness is not. We're not doing that. 
You can say you're sorry. I can accept your apology because you said you're sorry. I can accept your apology, but it does not mean I'm okay with the situation and you get to do it again. It does not mean that I'm going to allow you that opportunity or that privilege or the right to do it again, because who am I to blame should you do it again? Who am I to blame if I allow you to, if I stick around to allow you to? And I know some situations are harder than others and it's easier than easier said than done, but where there's a will, there's sure enough a way. There's sure enough a way. When you got people leaving countries and going to migrating to another country and and all of that kind of stuff in the middle of a war and, you know, go to a whole nother country and can't speak the language. Don't tell me what people can't do, because you got some people who don't even have that kind of situation and will still stay in a toxic situation that puts their life in danger because you think that if somebody says they're sorry, they can't they get to hurt you again. And you think that it's going to get better. You think that it's going to change No. And then some of you will come out of one situation and be looking for another toxic situation, looking for it, acting as if the red flags, the same red flags you saw in one situation that is not going to be the same. A toxic person is a toxic person. So look out for those red flags and don't be so, uh, so, so uh, receptive to accepting someone back into your life, back into your space who has wronged you and betrayed you you can still forgive them letting go of the resentment that's what that means it doesn't mean oh let's move back in together oh let's get back to where we once was no it doesn't mean that oh let's do what we did before because you're going to be different this time no they did what they did because they showed you their true colors especially dealing with a narcissist because a narcissist has multiple faces they're going to show up to whoever they feel you need them to be in order to get what they want from you, period. If that means your power, your intelligence, your, your, your time, you know, your possessions, whatever it is, your mind, you know, your body, whatever it is they want from you, they're going to show up as that character to get just that. They've already studied you. You know, so they know your likes and your dislikes and your vulnerabilities and your highs and your lows and all. Of, they know that. That's how they know how to trigger you if you allow them to. So what you have to do is learn how to learn what forgiveness is not and learn what forgiveness is and then move accordingly. Because it surely is not allowing someone, giving someone the green light to continue to mistreat you. That's not what it is, guys. So there you have it um for this particular episode what forgiveness is not and it is not showing up to allow someone to continue to mistreat you as they have been doing and just because they say they're sorry you give them the green light and put them right back in the same place where they once was don't do that because you're just going to set yourself up for failure you're going to set yourself up for a heartbreak and Obviously, you know, and I know that's not a good feeling. And a lot of the times we walk into this nonsense because, yeah, you, 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 an apology feels good sometimes for the most part. Most of the times it does feel good, you know, to hear someone say, I'm sorry, who, who's wronged you? You think the narcissist doesn't know that they can manipulate you? It used to work for me until the person kept doing the same damn thing or will go to something else. It's like, damn, you know, you said you were sorry and you weren't going to do it again do it again and worse this time add they'll add on something else you did that now let's add on something else to that 
let's add on another piece of hurt to that. Okay, I said that I wasn't going to cheat anymore, but now I continuously drink alcohol, hit the bottle. I'm always drunk in, in, in my spare free time. Oh, I said I wasn't going to do that anymore. I said I wouldn't embarrass you anymore. I said that I wasn't going to ignore you, you know, or, you know, I said it at that time, but I didn't mean it. I just meant I, was, I wasn't going to do it then, but now I'm doing it again. Like the manipulation of it all. I said that I wasn't going to drink uh, on Saturdays, but today is Sunday. You know, like the, just the whole manipulation where they'll have you scratching your head. So you got to be the intelligent one. You got to know back to boundaries. Forgiveness does not mean let up on your boundaries. Forgiveness does not mean uh, don't set boundaries. Forgiveness does not mean giving someone the green light who can talk to you like you're a piece of trash. That's not what, oh, you, you forgave me. No, you don't have the right to speak to me any way that you choose to. You don't have the right to yell at me. You don't have the right to belittle me. You don't have the right to speak to me in a condescending tone if I'm not doing it to you because it's all about reciprocity because it doesn't mean that you can speak to someone some way or do something to somebody and don't expect for it to be done back. It's all about reciprocity in relationships, period. And I'm referring to people who are kind and loving and supportive and respectful and things like that towards a person and meanwhile they're treating you like shit you don't have the right to do that just because i'm a forgiving person you don't have the right and just because i'm not arguing and i'm not combative with you it doesn't mean that it's okay for you to do that and please understand that people who want to talk to you any kind of way and you don't want to keep giving up that energy that's why you hear people say that when you're in toxic relationships you got to heal because you can become the person that you dislike. You can pick up some of those toxic traits because if you're constantly, and I had to unlearn and undo some of what I began to do because I was constantly defending myself. And shout out to Dr. Romani with her um, using her deep technique called the acronym stands for don't defend, don't explain, don't engage, and don't personalize. But I used to, you know? sitting up there explaining and engaging in conversations, you know, trying to make sense of what a grown ass person is doing. Why did you do that? Do you know that when you give me the solid treatment, it's very hurtful, you know, it's just as hurtful as it is being called out my name. It's just as hurtful as it is, you know, for you to ignore me. It's just as hurtful as it is, you know, when you bully me, like you're naming all of this toxic shit that they do to you. And when you think about it, like none of it is okay period. And thank God I knew enough to say, okay, I don't like what I'm experiencing. I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't like me having to feel like I'm walking on eggshells or having me to feel like I have to be aggressive just to defend myself, just to let someone know that you can't take advantage of me. I'm not going to have it. What does yelling and screaming constantly do? And Lord knows, thank God my kids are grown and they were grown when I had that experience. They were grown even then, thank God. Because I waited until my youngest was 18 before entering into another relationship and had no idea I was going to be dealing with a damn narcissist. So to, to have gone through it, it's, it's what prompted me to do what I do now. And that's really educating people and giving them um, some validation to know that you ain't crazy, you know? 
to sit and have a conversation with somebody and and I'm from the church but I had to unlearn a lot of what I was taught in the church you know the whole pointing you point at somebody three fingers pointing back at you so you take accountability taking accountability does not mean allowing someone to mistreat me I don't care if we got married which I did but you showed up as one person but in the marriage you were you somebody else you showed up as a representative, but in the marriage, you're a narcissist. So what am I supposed to do? Stay with you because you lied? No, no, that's not what forgiveness is. And forgive yourself, guys, first and foremost. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for even allowing yourself to be in a crazy relationship like that. Forgive yourself for anything that you want to take you 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 want to take blame for because the narcissist want to blame you for every damn thing anyway so don't even take the load carry the load like that or take the blow like that you ain't got to okay period that's not what this is that's not what forgiveness is with constantly taking the blame and sometimes we as empaths you know, when you're an understanding, empathetic person, you know, I, I give grace to people. But again, giving you grace, I had to learn that, does not mean you get back into the place where you once was. Because you showed me who you are. And people will show you exactly who they are. You just got to believe them. When they show you, believe them. It doesn't mean that you got to stoop to their level and mistreat them and be mean to them. No, it means that you got to move with emotional intelligence. You got to move with some level of intellect to understand what you're dealing with. And if you're co-parenting with a toxic person or co-parenting, um, um, parenting, I always say that word crazy, parenting, when you're co-parenting with someone who's a narcissist or has those traits, they have narcissistic traits, there's a certain way you have to move and you don't move like them. You move in silence. You say the minimal. You don't speak a lot. Let them talk because they'll hang themselves. Keep everything only about the child, period. Document everything. When you co-parent with a, with a narcissist, please have a journal. Whether it's your digital journal for your phone or whether you're writing it down, notate everything that's happening because you have equal rights to that child it's 50 50 unless you've done something to violate that during bringing some harm onto the child or something like that that's a different story but other than that you have equal rights to that child so anything that's that deals with the child must be 50 50 must be something that benefits the child and if somebody's trying to be unreasonable you don't have to take that shit. you but you do have to put things in order so keep that in mind when you decide to make a baby with somebody, you know, and people, and we can't control someone who showed up as a representative and lied to us. But once it happens, learn from it. And that's another episode, you know, that I'll come back with and talk about today. I just wanted to talk about what forgiveness is not when you're dealing with a narcissist, because it does not mean that you have the right to treat me like shit does not mean that you have the right just because I forgave you to come back and do the same damn thing again.
It does not mean that you can manipulate me and I got to walk on eggshells around you because you said you're sorry. You know, that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is letting go resentment where you're not holding it over the person's head, but you learn from it and you draw a line in the sand, setting boundaries. People have got to start setting boundaries and stick to them. You don't get to go over here. You know what I'm saying? You don't get to jump the rail and come over here with that BS. You don't get to disrespect me. You don't have that kind of permission to be able to do that. And it's not up for discussion, period. And we ain't going to argue because I'm not going to go where you're going back too deep. I ain't doing that. I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to explain. Ain't nothing to defend because I already have boundaries. Thank you for your time. I'm out. Nice talking to you. Or when you learn how to disrespect, when you learn how to respect me, we can resume with the conversation. That's if you have children with them. If you don't have children or any reason to talk to them, lock them. No contact, period. And if you do have children, as long as we can be respectful to each other, we can talk. The minute, the second it becomes that where you're over and overstepping it, the conversation is over. You get blocked. Like, we got to start managing our lives accordingly like that. You know what I'm saying? So, guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you found value in, in this episode. There's more to come. Check me out on YouTube. You Ain't Crazy, a narcissist has two faces. I'm also starting the Rachel Real Show where I talk about a little bit of everything. You know, I want to... I got a lot coming. Just follow me um, on Instagram as well. I'm going to start growing that and posting more on it, you know, and just growing the Rachel Real Show, the You Ain't Crazy podcast. And you have, um, I'm also a co-host on Bringing On Candid Combos. I'm also an author, guys. There's a book coming out called My Vision Is My Weapon. That's coming out, I think, the top of next next year. I'm one of the authors in there. I'll be giving you more information on that. So yeah, I got a lot of, lot in the works that's coming your way. And it's all about helping you to live your best life, helping you to understand that you have a choice. You know, you don't have to allow people to mistreat you and allow yourself to be in these toxic situations. Take your power back. You got this. Love you much. Peace and blessings to you. Your girl Rachel Rill is out. Bye.